Thanks to Sana Skin Studio for supporting the No Podcast. Sana is a skin studio that is shifting the relationship with your skin and your products through goal-driven facials, real guidance, and clean skincare. Stay tuned for our promo code so you can receive $25 off of your first facial at Sana Skin Studio. Welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. Welcome back, light seekers and truth speakers. You are listening to The Know, where it is not about knowing everything, but about coming to know ourselves. I'm your hostess, Nikki Spo, and I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we are going to host a special guest, and we are going to talk about what seems to be a hot topic lately, which is divorce. But before I introduce her, I want to take a beat and remind you to subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform, reviewing platform. And if you're feeling called to a five-star rating and review from you would mean the world to me. Okay. So today's guest is Michelle Suarez, a Miami native who graduated from FIU undergrad and Nova Southeastern University Law School. She is a mother of three kids, recently went through a divorce, and she is an attorney who founded The Divorce Broker, which is a boutique firm providing professional guidance and legal consulting support to women who need general advice, are contemplating or navigating the challenging process of divorce, pre- and post-nuptial and settlement agreements and beyond. With 20 years of experience in different areas of the law, Michelle provides consulting and guidance as a global approach to each specific situation so that clients can make informed decisions. Michelle's goal is simple. She wants to empower women by providing legal consulting and practical guidance unique to their specific circumstances so that they can make informed decisions and ask the right questions. Having knowledge and guidance when dealing with a possible divorce, legal agreements, asset protection, and other life matters gives women the ability to manage their future and ultimately take charge in coming home to themselves. So let's get started with Michelle Suarez. Michelle, welcome to the know where it is not about knowing everything, but about coming to know ourselves. And it seems that in the work that you are doing with the divorce broker, you are helping women do exactly that, or at least taking steps towards getting to that safe haven within themselves. And I know that you recently went through a divorce and I want to honor you in having gone through that difficult process, even if it was something desired or not. I'd love to start off by having you give our listeners a little background on how you arrived in this space professionally. So Nikki, thank you for having me on the show. I love your podcast. I think it helps so many people, so many women, and I'm so excited to be a part of it. Um, so the way I started um, my boutique firm was having been a lawyer and all these years and practiced in different areas. When I went through my own divorce, I had the ability to be able to legally know things and financially in my particular setting, because, you know, every divorce is different. So I had access to finances. I had access to a lot of different things. And I had access to a lot of different people because they were either my friends, my colleagues. Um, and one of the things that was in the back of my mind the entire time. I'm like, how do women go through this t process? You're already so overwhelmed. You're so emotional. You're, you're upset maybe, you know, it's, your emotions take over and then you have to stop and think this process through and know what to do next and not have, you know, anyone to really help you or guide you. And I just kept thinking that. And I, and I had a lot of guidance and I had a lot of people, you know, that I knew and I, and I knew a lot of this stuff and I knew where to look and I could pick up the phone and call my friend and say, hey, you know, I have this question, legal question, and she'd give me an answer, you know? So 
I was in such a great space considering. I couldn't imagine. I kept thinking, how do people do this that do not have the benefit and are as fortunate as I am to be able to go through this? So after my, you know, right before my divorce was over, I said, you know what? This is what I want to do. This is my calling. I want to sit down and I want to help women. And there's so many and so many have come up to me and said, God, I wish you were I wish you were doing this before I went through my divorce kind of thing, because it is such an awful process. And it is a process like your emotions take over. Your whole life is changing, you know? So that's where I started this business. Like I started focusing on just this. So you p- pursued the divorce broker before you initiated your divorce process? No, I, I actually started it right towards the end of my divorce. While I was going through my divorce process, okay. I was like, how do women do this? How do women do this? Some days you don't want to get right. out of bed. Okay. So that's how. Gotcha. So that's, I mean, that's really inspiring. And I, I think it gives, um, you know, you having gone through it and being able to advise women, like gives you some, an extra, like a leg up on the situation in that you're going through it yourself. You've been through it yourself. Like you've done it, like here are your tips and tricks, which we're going to, we're going to get to, because I want to know exactly like what advice you have for women who might be thinking about entering this space or have gone through it. You know, we're going to, we're going to get to all of that, but I want you to answer this next question from two different perspectives, right? As someone who has gone through it and as a professional who helps guide women through divorces, the question is, what is the hardest part? I think the hardest part is being able to think clearly, being able to set your emotions aside and for me and for different women, you know, just really being able to reason and say, what is my goal at the end of this? You know, the hardest part is seeing your whole life fall apart, basically, or change completely, you know, um, and maybe for the better, it doesn't matter. It's you're going to have a major life change. So how am I going to deal with this? How do I even start? It's a scary process. So then financially, you're going to be in a totally different space, most likely than you were, because it's not going to be the same. Clients that I've had are very scared in the sense of the fear of not knowing, the fear of what's next. I think that's the fear of what am I going to do with my kids? Oh my God, this change in life, you know, where am I going to stay standing kind of thing? I mean, I think that's true for life in general. I think that people by nature, we want to have control. And I remember thinking about this in regards to like a health situation, like the not knowing was very scary. I'm like, I want to have control over the situation. I want the answer. I want the answer. You know, I want to know what's going to happen. I want all the answers right now. Like, I don't want to be patient. Yeah. And so, and and that was something like from a health perspective, right? And, and everybody knows, like, I, I'm a mom who, who had to guide my child through chemotherapy, you know, and not knowing like what the, that was going to be like. And from that perspective, that has nothing to do with anybody getting a divorce. The not knowing is so hard because I think that people by nature want to have a sense of control. And what's hard when you don't have control or you don't have answers immediately is being able to sit in the unknown. You probably coach women on how, how to navigate through that when it comes to, you know, ending a relationship. And it's, it's important because you feel vulnerable, you have anxiety, and this is why I created this. You know, I said, if you have knowledge, if you kind of know your options, if you can see your bigger picture, and somebody's an attorney and like myself that is telling you, okay, these are your options in the law, you know, more realistic, and you really get a good feel for what's going on in your own life, it doesn't give you full control, but it gives you a real, you're never going to be able to control the other person. You're not going to be able to control how they're thinking. So that part is always going to be tricky. But as long as you know your options, what your, you know, your whole space is, what you're, what you're looking at, what you can negotiate, 
what you should, and you have someone telling you, hey, Nikki, this is what it's going to look like. These are your options. Realistically, this is what would happen if you go to a judge. You know, we'd sit down. Part of my thing is sitting down and helping them gather documents. We'll sit down before, you know, a lot of times the attorneys are like, you need this and this and this, you know. And so before we get to all that, I sit with them. And that gives you some kind of control and some kind of feeling of security. And you're never going to be 100% because we never are, right? And we're never going to have full control. And until it's over, it's it's a feeling of, oh, my God, I, you know, oh, my goodness. It's, but this helps. This will put you in the right place, right mindset. And it does give you a sense of control and how you, you're able to then talk to your attorney and say, this is, these are the things that I want to do. Or this is what I want to negotiate. This is what it lets you see a big picture of your life strategize, you know, and before you're spending a ton of money, which is also a stress factor for a lot of women. A good friend of mine, um, Michelle Dempsey Multak, you might be familiar with her. She wrote a book called Moms Moving On. I actually yep. hosted her on the show, but I think that there's definitely something about women coming together to have these conversations because, like, I read something recently that said, you're not my competition. Everybody's assignment is different. And so the more that women come together and start turning towards each other instead of away from each other to like help lift each other up in whatever capacity that is, like maybe it's in fitness and maybe it's in motherhood and maybe it's well, relationships and maybe it's starting a new business and maybe it's going through a divorce process. Like when women come together to help each other heal and grow and, and rise through difficult situations, I think that's when, when we're at our most powerful. I agree. I, I completely agree. And I did listen to your podcast and it was great. And it's true. And the reason why I'm doing, it's only women, my firm is, as of right now, it's only women because I feel that we are at such a disadvantage. You choose to stay home with your ch children and you're not out in the workforce or whatever. So you lose a lot of the context of the professionals and that you can pick up the phone and call, right? And it's usually us women that tend to stay home generally. And men don't have that. Men, you usually have a better system, if you will. And, and so that's why I wanted to focus on women because we need each other. And I think we're amazing beings. I think we're smart. And I think all of us have something to offer each other. You know, you know, I have such a great, great group of friends. I mean, my tribe is, and they're from all places, you know, professionals, everything, like stay at home, lifelong, everything that you can imagine. And they are all so important in my life in every stage of my life, you know, and particularly divorce. But I feel like I agree with you. If we all stuck together and really helped each other, there's so much there, so much to offer. Everybody has the same feelings. I think that through life, and I'm talking about life in general, it's like we all have similar feelings, right? Whether it's loneliness, fear, shame, love, um, desire, you know, whatever these are, it's just packaged differently. We all present it in different ways. We all experience it in different ways, but it's all like, these are all the roots of like humanity. Right. But I also wanted to say something about like, I love to see women coming together to support each other. But I think there's also something hugely powerful when men come up and rise up to support women. Absolutely. In their journeys too. Yes. And I'm going to say that although I do this just a woman's thing right now, I have really great male friends that have supported me throughout. And it's incredible. And they're even like, Michelle, you could do this with, you know, um, male audience. And I'm like, I can, but right now I just want to focus because I feel that that's where we need it. I've been fortunate in my whole career as an attorney. The men that I've worked with have been amazing. 
have been very supportive. Like even child rearing, like I have to stay home. <laughs> they've been okay. Personally, they've been okay. It's 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 true. When you have men that rise up, it's incredible. Couldn't agree more. So obviously everybody is different, right? And people have different levels of knowledge, like you mentioned, when they come into a space of deciding that this is the course that is best for them and or their families. If you had to pick a couple of universal truths about the divorce process, what would those be? The divorce is hard on everyone's, whether you want it or not. I think it's it rocks your world. So I think that for everyone, it's life-changing a divorce. I think divorce is a time when you really have to try to set your feelings aside and it is so difficult, but it is the best way for you to get past it because a divorce is that is almost a business. You have to look at it as a business. And of course, when there's children, that becomes the biggest focus as well. So it's having them experience the least amount of pain or change. And I think if we handle our emotions, if we feel we can control what we're going through, I think our children feel less of that insecurity and that pain. And I think for ourselves, we're able to make better decisions, better negotiations, you know, with the process with our spouses or ex-spouses. I think those are those are the key things. And, you know, trying to handle your emotions and your feelings, which is such a hard part, right? But that is that is what'll make it most easier or successful at the end of the day. When we have to put our feelings aside, right? When we think a universal truth is to put our feelings aside, aside while we are dealing with this process, while a, any given person is dealing with this process, at what point do people need to actually address those big feelings? Because we know that these feelings or those feelings unattended can become problematic. I think you need to address those feelings the entire time. I think you need to go through your divorce. I think you need to go through the emotions. I think you have to have a really good therapist if you feel like you need one. I think it's not ignoring your emotions. It's trying to deal with it and get help for that yeah, right. while you're going through it. You need to heal. You need to grieve. You need to go through that whole process if you can get to get past it, right? Yeah. And I'm saying while you're going through the divorce and the decision-making, the best way to come out with a clear mind is, yes, you need to be in therapy or with your right counseling at the same time so that you can think clearer, so that you have the support that you need, so that you can grieve it. And this is not just for you. This is for you and your kids, let's say. I think everybody should be in counseling when they're going through this process, especially if they feel a need, you know? So it's not setting your emotions aside or hiding them under control. No, it's trying to find a place where you can get to your best place at that time. So a place where you can have your feelings um, supported, controlled, so that you can make clear decisions. And that's why in doing this, I feel that I sit down with a client. When I sat down with my clients, they are usually stressed, so, you know, very stressed, very emotional, and they're seeing things. So it's part of, you know, no, we're going to help you. We're going to get through this with you. And it's going to be hard no matter what. And um, and I recommend therapists as well and different people and different things to read. You need to grieve and you need to feel those feelings. It is just making these decisions separate from the feelings, I guess, if you will. Like looking, having that kind of support under control so that you can really just feel better. Because no one's going to take away the pain. No one's going to take away the stress or the anxiety. When you go to sleep at night, you're going to be in your bed and you're going to be my God, freaking out because it's normal. It happened to me and it happens, I think, to most, you know, most of us going through this. But I think 
if you somewhat have a way to have this, okay, I get it. I'm stressed, but you know what? This is, these are my scenarios. Okay. I can kind of, you know, deal with it or navigate motive. And exactly. That's the goal. So what I'm hearing a lot of though, is finding a way to compartmentalize, right? The big feelings from the, the actionable steps. Right. right. Like the way to come to a point of decision making from a non-emotional place while simultaneously dealing with those big feelings, but maybe compartmentalizing them and finding a balance between the two. That's what I'm hearing when I hear you talk. And I really appreciate you saying that people should not be doing it alone. I think that um, I think that in general, and I've talked to so many people, so many people, right? Like through the course of the work that I do on this podcast, I think that a lot of people feel alone in general, not just in divorces, but with whatever they're going through, you know? And so finding a community of people that can support you or a person during a very difficult time, whatever that is. And we happen to, in this podcast episode, be talking about divorce, but for helping people find a community of people that can help guide them, help support them, help be a listening ear, whether that's a therapist, a family member, a good friend, a trusted circle, you know, of people that can help you be there. Because I think that when anybody goes through a difficult time, regardless of what it is, it can feel very isolating for anybody. You know, like I don't think people are exempt from loneliness as a rule of life. I agree. I think, I think we're talking about divorce in particular, but I think generally medical issues, um, depression, like mental health and all these things. I actually listened to your podcast on vulnerability, which I love. I was like, Thank oh my you. goodness, I can sit and talk to Nikki all day for the I love it. I love it. I can sit and talk to you all day too. I love this. <laughs> the vulnerability is a big deal. And I think it's so important. In all these stages, we become very vulnerable, you know? And we have to, we need each other. We need someone to talk to. We need um, a support system, wh whomever. And it's it's even like, like that, like listening to the podcast and thinking, Yes, exactly, Nikki, the vulnerability. I'm working on it in my mind. I'm listening to my mic. I'm working on that, but it's, it's, we need a support system. And I think we need people to help us get through all issues, you know, divorce yeah. in particular. But yeah, every, every issue, I think, even daily, daily friendships, you know, or friend system. Yeah, I think that um, building community is a, is a pillar of, of this show anyway, you know, and that's why I feel called to talk about so many different topics. And I don't think that divorce is off the table. I don't think, well, I don't think any conversation topic is off the table. Like I'm here to talk about all of the things, all of the things, like nothing is off limits. And by doing that, I feel like in some capacity with the people that I'm interviewing, we together are able to build a sense of community. And, and that's what I think is most important. I think that that's what a lot of people are craving in life. All right, guys, let's take a quick break so I can thank our sponsor, Sauna Skin Studio, with their OG location in Wynwood and their additional locations in Fort Lauderdale and Coconut Grove. Okay, so the best way I can describe sauna is that it feels like coming home. Unlike traditional facials, sauna's facials are rooted in education, and I love this so much. Every experience I have had at sauna has been a chance for me to learn more about my skin and its needs. I love that the facials are effective while also being accessible enough to be a monthly ritual rather than a yearly splurge. This is why the sauna membership is so great. I'm honored to be able to provide our audience with a promo code. 
Use the code THENOGLOW for $25 off of your first facial when booking at saunaskinstudio.com and additional incentives if you book a membership. I have absolutely loved my skin healing journey with Sauna Skin Studio. You know, when women come to you, what are you really doing for them? I am holding their hand, helping them come to a place, or at least this is my goal, that they feel like I'm on their team. Like we are going to get to this together. We're going to look at, in this particular scenario, we're going to look at your issues. Let's say she's coming to me. And you know, it's funny because I've had cases with people that have attorneys representing them and they're like, you know, Michelle, do you mind take, do you mind looking at my prenup or postnup, whatever it is? And I'm like, absolutely. Because my goal is for them to feel a hundred percent secure in their decisions, you know, their ultimate decision making. And I'm only looking out for their best interest, what they need to know. Everything else is secondary to me. Like for me, it's, you know what, where are you at? What do you need? Let's look at your life. Let's look at what you're going through. You know, you have kids. Okay. We're going to look at it a little bit different. And my thing is just to be a full advocate for them at that moment. They're not getting, they're getting attorney me. They're getting, <laughs> I am not a therapist, but they're getting, you know, that support side of me. And, you know, with all my experience in different areas and having been with so many different clients doing different things, I've seen a lot of stuff. It's like, yeah, we need each other. And I'm so happy every time I get to meet with a client and resolve their feelings and their issues. It's amazing, Nikki. It feels so good. And it's it's funny because it's not just divorce. I had a client that came to me. I had a couple, actually. They're not thinking of getting a divorce. They just recently stopped working. and so. They're like, Michelle, can you help me? Can you tell me? I'm a little bit nervous because in five years, what if it doesn't? What if I'm a different? I'm in a different space with my husband? Or how should I be preparing, you know? And I said, this is exactly what I'm here for. This is exactly what I'm here for. This is exactly what I want to do. I'm not promoting divorce and I'm not, you know, I'm not doing anything like that. I'm saying, I want you, my clients to feel like they know they have enough knowledge what should I be looking at? You know, this is my retirement. Should I be putting money in here? Should I be doing this? Or I'm thinking I stopped working. I'm not going to have income. What What does my life look like if something were to happen in five, 10 years and I'm no longer 30, I'm now 50, whatever. It's such a good um, place to be able to help a lot of women. Like I feel like I've ha- I have. And having the ability to do that is is really great and it's really needed. It's not out there. It's not like you can call somebody, it's like, hey, I need this. You know, who do you call? Who do you trust? Yeah, that's right. So what I'm hearing is that you're not only an advocate, but you're a teammate through the process. And then something that you mentioned about like, you know, you stop women who've stopped working and they want to know how to, you know, like what comes next or what, what, you know, how can they prepare if they had to, which is like, for example, like people who get, Prenups. You go into, a, I think people in general go into marriages for the long haul, right? But you still right. see people getting prenups all the time. And it's not necessarily that you're going into a marriage like with the plan to get a divorce, but you're still putting in a document, whatever. Some people I'll put in a document that um, would protect them, both parties, in the event that that would happen. So if these women are coming to you saying, okay, well, I've stopped working and I want to be proactive about my future in the event that XYZ happens, regardless of whether I want that to happen or not, you're able to guide them through that process. And it really, it brings me 
to think about a podcast series that I did a while ago. It was like a money series where I told my money story, my personal money story. And then I also had like two different guests on where we talked about women's relationships to money specifically and being able to manifest the life that you want. But then also I had a woman, Mo Pagaro, who was from JP Morgan, who talked about like women taking control over their finances, right? And just having, having those conversations. And I think that not enough women do that. I think like there's like a weird... Women aren't going to talk about their money and how to make money and where their money is and like what we know about the money. And I just think that in general, regardless of marriage, divorce, relationships, whatever, like more and more women need to come to a sense of awareness and awakening within themselves that like they deserve to have a seat at the table when it comes to their own finances. Absolutely. And and I, I see that a lot. And I see that surprisingly so much. It's so common. And it doesn't mean that women have no idea what's going on or what. Yeah, that they know only because... I mean, it's natural. You get married, especially long-term marriages. You've been there, you stop working or you work part-time, you're with the kids and, you know, your husband takes over like the financial part and that's fine, but it's not fine. And it's not fine if you're going to get it, you know, if you're headed towards a divorce because when you get there, a lot of women don't know at all what's going on. I think one of the issues too is we need to, as women, is empower women on their finances, no matter what, because you're going to need money. And, and you know, the laws have changed. Divorce, especially in Florida, divorce, and you may not be as the law doesn't look at you like they did 10, 15 years ago, right? So I think it's very important. One of the things that I do do is to have said to my clients, finances are key. And it's a way of speaking to your spouse and trying to make it like a natural conversation and say, you know, these are, I want to know this and I want to know this because it's our life, you know, and kind of making that normal. That we are into the finalizing those conversations in marriages. Absolutely with your spouses. And and so that's what we navigate through. And it's of course it's always a little difficult at the beginning for them, but you get through it and you need to know. And I have a I have a 25-year-old daughter and and I'm like, no, this is what you're doing in life. I just give her a picture of this is what can happen. The laws have changed. This is different. You need to be on your finances. You know, I'm okay with prenups and post-op postnups as well, you know, I think a lot of times they're needed. A lot of times they eliminate a lot of the stress too. And if, if, and when there is a divorce, you know, we all get married and we don't plan on a divorce. That's not the, but you know, it, depending on the complicated situation of either party, it actually helps. Sometimes it helps at the end versus, oh, now we have all this. <laughs> You know, every marriage is so different. Like nobody can really truly opine on anybody's marriage because there's only two people who know about the marriage. It's the two people in the marriage, right? And then you have the two parties' individual experiences of that marriage. So I think it's bogus when people like try to opine on anybody's marriage, right? Anybody at all, whatsoever, whoever, whoever, whatever. But I do think it's interesting that you bring the point up of like having these conversations in a marriage, regardless of whether you're getting a divorce or not. But like really approaching the finances as a team thing so that everybody's kind of on the same page. Everybody knows what the deal is. Everybody, meaning the two people in the marriage, can make informed decisions about what their future goals are or whatever. And you know, that's very unique to any particular marriage. Like there's plenty of marriages that I know of that like, Wives have no idea what the money is, what the money is, or the wives are, are the are the earners of the family, and the dad is a stay at home dad. Like that's happening more and more in today's society. It really is. Yes, 
It really is. Like everything is so unique to a specific relationship that I don't think it's, I don't think it's a cookie cutter one size fits all, but I do think that it's important to encourage women or, you know, maybe like the, the, the non-earning partner or the lower earning partner to approach it from a team mindset. Um, so that the couple can operate from a place of having information and being empowered to make decisions. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's very important. And it's funny, Nikki, you mentioned something that I always think about. Every single divorce and every single relationship is so different, like you were just saying. And unfortunately, this is, this is another issue why I love what I'm doing. A lot of women hear a lot of talk from their friends. And oh my gosh, you know, placing blame and doing this. And oh, but he may be doing this and he may be doing that, right? Financially and whatever. And I think that doesn't help the individual person that's going through the divorce because now they're hearing their situation or their assumptions or their perceptions and they're missing out on the true facts of their, their immediate issues, their divorce. And I think that just puts stuff in your head and it just makes your process more stressful, more anxious, and worse, yeah. and more, you know, more, more litigious at the end. I think there's a lot to be said about stigmas in general. And then like I've addressed mental health stigmas on the show and I've addressed like mother-daughter relationships on, on my show. And I've addressed all, all, a plethora of topics, right? That have a stigma. Oh, oh my gosh, women's sexual health, right? Like there's a stigma around that, right? So I think that divorce is no different. I think that there's a stigma about it. I think we have a preconceived judgment about it. And when I say we, I mean like people have their own personal views on it, you know? And so to your point that like you can go talk to anybody you want about whatever, everybody's going to have something different to say. And so that's where I think like where you come into play is you help women navigate to that and come stay centered in, in their own process and their own journey. And ultimately I'm about coming home to themselves and what feels right for your client. hundred percent. I think there's too much noise in the background, right? There's too much noise. Totally. People trying to speculate, people trying to be part of your divorce. And it's like, no, you're not, you're, you, you need to stay focused on your, your issues. Don't listen to that. It's not going to help you. So how do you give women the tools then to make their own informed decisions without feeling like you are making the decision for them? Like I've done therapy and I'm like, you know, my whole, my whole life I've done therapy, Michelle, right? Right. Where I'm like, what do you think I should do? And they can't, they won't tell you what you should do. Right. I'm like, do you right. think I should not talk to my mother anymore? They're like, they're going to not tell you what you should do, but they're just going to like ask you questions to get you to answer, <laughs> answer your own question yourself. So how do you in your line of work, how do you give women the tools to make their own informed decisions without feeling like you are making the decision for them? As an attorney, you know, we can't make decisions for anybody because <laughs> that will come back to bite us. But, you know, I try to help them. They gather their information. I tell them what they need. So then we sit together and we go over it all. Like I sit there and I, you know, look at everything. And then we, we come up with different scenarios. And then little by little, we talk more. So since since it's more like, Hand holding, you said it's sitting down. I'm in their team. I'm like, what do you need? Well, listen, these are your scenarios. Maybe it's not good that you, you know, you keep the house because you you're gonna get paid this, so you're not gonna be able to afford it. Maybe, you know, so we sit through the different scenarios. And I never tell a person what they should ultimately do. Um, even though I think that's the easiest thing and that's what somebody wants. But I think when you are empowered, you have the knowledge, you have it in front of you, and you're able to make 
your own decision, really. Number one, I think it's a great feeling for the woman, you know, that she came up with this because she knew this was her, you know what I mean? This was her decision based on the facts. And we're going off, my information is going off a lot of factual stuff, finances. And somebody may sit down and say, I don't want a divorce. This is not what I want. I'd rather stay with him, you know, and that's their choice. And that's okay. Like, it's not, I'm not here ever to pass judgment. I'm here to give the person she needs, the client what she needs, the information, sort out the information, because that is a huge thing, Nikki. Sorting out all the data, like the financials, everything like that you have in a marriage, especially when they're longer term marriages that you have so much to put together. It's very confusing. It's very overwhelming. It's very to the person when you're in the middle of it. When you're in the middle of it, it's so hard because you're you're in the middle and all these data and all this information is coming at you and you need to make all these decisions. So we're going to sit down. We're going to help you. And you're going to you're going to be in a better place because you're going to know. And ultimately, you're going to know which is the best decision for you to make. So I don't make the decision for them. I I always give them enough for them to decide. And so right. far, it's worked well. And they felt, at least they felt in a position, my, my clients, that they were in a place where, yes, I can do this. And, you know, you have to get through it, right? Like the divorce. And once you get to the other side, I think it's a great place to be once the process is over because the process is so negative or not where you choose to be, right? Like nobody wants to be going through that. But once you're done, the other side is great. The other side is it's you're in a place of peace now, you know, depending on the situation. Um, I think you do have a lot of great podcasts and you do have a lot of mom's survival podcast. If you have small kids and you have a lot of support in that sense. So yeah, I think that it's ultimately empowering that they make their own choice based on the information we put together. Well, that's what I was just thinking when you were when you were speaking. I'm like, what what you're doing is you're really giving women the tools to be empowered to make their own decision and like confidently make their own decision, right? Not from a place of fear, but on the note of fear, right? What are some of the most common fears that you find yourself addressing with your clients? The biggest fear is financial. Like number really? one is financial. They're usually, even if they're not going to, you know, they're just scared to make this move because ultimately um, in a divorce, you now go from a two, you know, one household is going to be split up in two, right? So you're right. And a lot of women are used to a certain lifestyle and you're not going to, maybe not going to have that lifestyle anymore a lot of the time. So financials are a big, finances are a big fear I see in a lot of clients. The other thing I see is the loss of community. I think they're social, they're friends forever. That's also uh, an issue. And the truth is, to them, my answer would be, you know, your friends don't, the good ones will stay and your friends don't live with you and they don't live your day-to-day life. And Amen to that. That's right. Yeah. It's your world. It's your life. And you'll find new friends. You know, there's so many great people out there. Like, and your friends are not going to ever leave you. Um, you're true friends. And nothing is forever, right? That's interesting. That's an interesting outlook on it. I think finances are huge fear, the fear. And of course, if the kids, you know, how your life for your children is going to change. That's a big deal. So finances, loss of community, how this will impact the kids. Yes. The kids are definitely a big issue. I mean, for myself and my situation, our kids were our priority, no matter what. Yeah. And that was, that was it. Like, We'll work out everything else, but children are the main players in here and they need to be okay and they need to be as 
as okay as we can make it for them, you know, and that was a priority. And I think, I think a lot of people, that's their goal. Sometimes it's harder in certain circumstances than others, right? Depending on the, it has to be both people, <laughs> the couple that prioritizes that. But those are three, you know, the three major that I've seen thus far. I mean, there's a whole lot of issues. So something that Michelle Dempsey um, said in the last pod, in the podcast in which I hosted her was like to keep your kids, to not put your kids in the middle of your marital issues or ultimate divorce, but to put them in the center of all of your decision-making. And I thought that was really powerful when she said that. And she, you know, she said it to me, I mean, she said it a while ago and, uh, you know, it didn't really dawn on me, but like, I think that's a really, really powerful message for anybody who might be going through something like that. Yes. And I think, I think that is the most important thing because, you know, we have kids and we're living our lives and we, but we are their protectors, we're their guide, you know? That's right. That's right. So we can, we have to protect them and use them, you know, keep them out. And you know what? At the end of the day, if you are able to do that, the road of divorce and separation and custody and all that becomes a lot easier. Not, you know, it's never going to be easy because I think it's just not an easy, divorce is not easy. But I think if you prioritize your children, let them be the center and make the decisions like Michelle, you know, said in that podcast, because I did listen to it. And I thought she had a great information. But I think it's true. I think you put your kids first. And if they're first, everything else aligns, you know? That was, for me, my main thing. Our kids our kids were not going to be in the middle of it. No. And I think that helps. Amen to that. So what are, what are some of your best tips for women who might be considering uncoupling or initiating a divorce process? I think I'd say they need to sit down and see like, as much information as they have, like where they stand, what are their goals if they go through it? Why are they doing it? Why are they thinking of divorce? I think information gathering is important for them to know, like they have two expectations. How about that? Two expectations of what they're going to get at the end of the day or what they're thinking versus what's reality. I think getting a real, a real good idea of where, where you are financially, where you are emotionally, like I said, women have, you know, clients have come and, and I've done work with them and they're not even thinking of divorce. It's like getting yourself as, as a person, as a female, as a woman, as a mom, as just fight, getting yourself in a financial place so you know what's going on because, you know, investing in your future, investing in yourself. And it, and it could be a stay-at-home mom. It doesn't matter. Or you're part-time, whatever it is. There's ways that you can help yourself. So what I'm hearing a lot of is like data collection, like collecting data. I don't, and I don't mean just like on paper data, like collect the emotional data, collect the financial data, collect the facts, just the facts of life data, right? Like of, of what a separation process can look like, what, I mean, logistical data, right? Even like, regardless of, I mean, like, let's take finances off the table, logistical data, time sharing data, how are you going to, how are you going to navigate like being a co-parent? data, you know? So when I hear like what your tips are for people who might be considering this is like collect your data right across the board. Yeah. No, to know where you stand, you know what you want, know where, what's your goal ultimately. Yeah. Well, 
Michelle, I think this has been a hugely helpful conversation. Hopefully anybody who is listening, who might be thinking about this, who might be going through this. And you know what? Like, even if you're a friend of somebody who know you, you might just know someone who is going through it. And, you know, you want to be a better friend to that person, a better family member, better like teammate to that person. I think we've helped those people today. And I just want to encourage people to keep their head up and check out you. So where can people find you? So I have my website, thedivorcebroker.com. My, all my information is on there. I'm on Instagram as well. Um, I'll, I'll put a link. Um, and there's a phone number or whatever you want. Everything you can reach me on the internet. And they can they will have access to me directly. I like to work. I like to do this personal um, and really work with them. I think that's priority. So amazing. So amazing, Michelle. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And um, I really honor you and, and your vulnerability and, and your words of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you for having me. Always great talking to you and listening to your podcast. I look forward to it. <laughs> Thanks. This podcast was brought to you by Sana Skin Studio. Be sure to use my code, the no glow for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. More than a skin studio, Sana is a movement towards healthier skin and self-love. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued, and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.